Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So I'm still a little stuffy, still a little nasally, but I feel a lot better. And I'm so excited because I will be doing live videos soon. So stay tuned. On Tuesdays, I will be going live um, between 7, 7.30 on my Wisdom Community with my Talk About It Tuesday topics. And I'll be just choosing random topics that I'll be talking about with my Wisdom Community. And I will be live. So, today, um, I'm talking about... Well, I'm coming in with another red flag. And this one is very... It's not, I wouldn't say painful because I'm in a very good place, but it's, it's a painful place, not for me, but for my children. And I've mentioned on my podcast, um, how my children and I, we had to learn and uh, we had to unlearn and relearn, uh, a lot of things because my children were raised in a very toxic and unhealthy environment. So for them, all they know, uh, and all they saw was that very toxic, unhealthy energy. And uh, coming out of that and coming into a healthy space and in a, in a, a healthy environment can be challenging. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, for those who have dealt with a narcissist on in, in that way, uh, you have to understand that narcissists abuse people in different ways. And the narcissist uh, abuses the people who are closest to them, meaning the people who they live with. And I mean, people who they live with, meaning, I guess, their primary household, if that's what you want to call it. So the, I'm assuming that I was the main person and, you know, his children. Because with narcissists, you have to assume a lot of things. So you have to speak in a lot of hypotheticals with dealing with and understanding narcissism. And so narcissists, because they're very codependent and they need you and they don't want you to know that they suffer from abandonment issues, which is a childhood trauma that they is deep rooted within them. Uh, the irony of the personality disorder is they in turn abandon you. They're, they're codependent on you, but, and they need you, but they abandon you. And not only do they abandon you, they abandon the children. And most people think of abandonment where, uh, the person just ups and leaves and you don't hear from them. They do that. You know, that's called ghosting. However, when I mean abandonment in narcissism uh, or dealing with a narcissist in that way, they do it in various ways. They do it emotionally. They do it mentally. Some of them do it physically. Some of them do it uh, financially. Like they abandon you. So let's break it down. So financially, most people, when you are in a toxic, unhealthy situation with a narcissist, you'll begin to realize that the narcissist manipulates you 
with money. So they'll abandon you, meaning they'll leave you to pay all the bills. They'll leave you high and dry with no money, no food, no nothing. And they would pretend like, oh, I don't have it. Oh, I don't have it. Oh, I'm not working. They're working. Whatever it is, they'll find some excuse and some reason not to not to be responsible for any portion of the financial responsibilities and the obligations that you have towards the house. So they'll abandon, they'll abandon you financially. So the next one, emotionally. And I could go more in detail with financial and financial abuse is a real thing. Y'all let me just explain that to you. It's a real thing. If you go back to a couple of my podcasts, you'll understand, uh, financial abuse is, is painful. I, I've heard of people losing everything literally at the hands of a narcissist because a narcissist will drain you financially and leave you depleted and move on to somebody to, to the next person, the next quote unquote victim. So emotionally, Narcissists will abandon you emotionally because most narcissists, they know what they're doing, but because they lack the emotional capacity and the emotional intelligence, they can't be there for you in any way, shape or form emotionally. They don't care how you feel. They don't care that you're crying. They don't care that you're hurting. They don't care that you're in pain. They just don't care. They don't resonate with that. And this is why they get angry when you try to show any kind of emotion. Oh, you're overreacting. Oh, you're too emotional. What's wrong with you? It's not of a big, it's not a big deal. I don't know why you're acting this way. Like they will say these things to you because they can't relate. They don't understand where your emotions are coming from because they do not comprehend. They just don't. They lack the capacity to. So you can't expect them to be there for you emotionally. And this is why they will abandon you. They can't give you genuine um, emotions because they operate from a very emotionless space. And any type of emotion that they show you is fake. So they think that your emotions are fake. They think that your emotions are being used and done to manipulate them because that's what they do. You see the irony of their dysfunction? (sighs) Physically, most narcissists will physically um, abandon you. So let's say, for instance, something happens to you and um, you need some type of attention. That's a hint. That's a, um, a burden on them. That's something that they don't want to deal with. So let's say you get sick and you might, might need help around the house. Narcissists won't help you around the house. They won't do they do bare minimum. They do bare minimum. So you can't expect them to help you around the house or do anything because that's cutting into time that they could be spending or doing something else that they want to do or time away from another source of supply. So it's an inconvenience to them and their schedule and they will abandon you in the the time that you need them the most. For instance, I had a hysterectomy and I was supposed to have a one day procedure. The procedure turned out to be, it was supposed to be an invasive procedure 
And it turned out that they actually had to do a whole like C-section. They had to cut me open, do the whole works. So I ended up having to stay in the hospital for an extra few days. He never once came to see me in the hospital. When I came home, um, he barely helped me around the house. You know, it it was very like, oh, you need help. Oh, you want something. Oh, you need something. And because of who I am and because I know who he is, like I literally prepared myself prior to going to surgery. So I made sure I had everything I needed in the house. I made sure I need, I had food and I made sure everything that I needed for my kids was already in the house. So I really didn't need him to do much. And narcissists teach you not to depend on them for anything. That's what, that's what they do. Because if you ask, it's a problem. It, it's it's always something with them. And this is how they keep you in that that chaos and that dysfunction and the confusion, right? So he would, um, the, I, I remember he only helped me take a bath like once. Um, he only like did the laundry like once or twice. He never cooked dinner for me or my children. He was barely even there. Um, my daughter, who was a teenager at the time, uh, thank God she was big enough that she could help me around the house and things like that and maybe help me to the bathroom if I needed to go to the bathroom. You know, she got up in the morning in between doing her schoolwork and, you know, she was able to make me something to eat. Um, you know, she would, you know, make me lunch and things like that. So I was still, you know, doing my daughter's homework and helping her. Like he, he bare, bare, when I say bare minimum, bare minimum to nothing. And I saw how that affected my daughter. And um, it made her so angry. The way I would see, the way she would look at him, it was like, wow. Like, you know, it it just, I, I saw the change in her during that time. And the aggravation and the frustration and almost like the resentment and the hatred that she had towards him. And that was kind of like, okay, this is, this is getting bad. It's getting worse. And, um, that goes into how they abandon the children. Narcissists don't really, they do bare minimum for their children the same way they breadcrumb and love bomb and they gaslight you in the relationship. They do it to the kids and they do it in other ways. And they try to do it in little subtle and subliminal ways that the kids can't pick up on it. But, you know, we have this thing called intuition. And a lot of the times we know when something is off. We know when something is wrong. We know when something doesn't feel right. And so, you know, he wasn't going to any of my daughter's games at some point. He wasn't really interested in what she was doing. Wasn't really interested in um, her activities. My daughter, you know, she was always very good in school her grades were always really good and it's like no matter what it was just like oh you did great oh, okay it was like you know it wasn't really no interest in her after a certain point and I saw how that took an effect on her how it bothered her you know we would go to the to, to the softball games and understand this I am in no way shape or form a racist I, I, I you know I, I get along with everybody it is what it is that's just who I am and um my daughter is literally the only black girl on the team and she's played softball for years. Even till now she's in college. She's literally the only black girl on the team. And you have to understand this from a, from our standpoint, representation is everything. 
And um, so we tried to make it to all of her games. We tried to be there to, you know, just to support her in every which way. And it's it's not embarrassing, but it's heartbreaking to look out and to see, you know, she has, you know, everybody has their relatives there, their mom, their dad, you know, their siblings, you know, they come out with the dogs. Like, it's like a family atmosphere. And he's like, oh, I got to watch football. Oh, uh, oh no, I, I'm busy. Oh, I got to go here. Oh, I got to do this for that person. Oh, I'm going to New York to support that person. Oh, I'm going... Like, it was just always something. And it was like, when do you put your kids first? When do you make your kids a priority? When do you finally choose your kids and stop abandoning them? And it was crazy to see how he would be so excited and go out of his way. He would run to New York to support whomever and whatever they was doing but he couldn't support his own kids. He would get up bright and early in the morning. Oh, I'm going to New York because I'm going to support so-and-so in the cancer walk. But if he was supposed to go to one of the kids' games, oh, it's too early. Oh, it's too hot. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. Oh, I I can't. Oh, it was always an excuse And so my kids just started to look at him like, like, what a waste. Like, why are you here? My little one, she used to sell, she was in Girl Scouts. Like, I always try to keep my kids active in something. And she would go, she was in the Girl Scouts at this time. And when I tell you, we was hustling those cookies. When I I couldn't keep a box of cookies. I must have re-upped on those cookies maybe like five or six times. And I had stacks and boxes of cookies in my house. This man did not sell a box of cookies. Not one. Not to these so-called friends who he's running around supporting. Not to his so-called co-workers. To absolutely no one. Not one cookie. And my kids are watching this. And my kids see him come. Oh, I'm going. Every Oh, I got to support. Oh, I'm going to support. Oh, I'm going to do this. Like, it was just like, wow. So they would abandon their own kids, their own family, the people who's there with them every day to go outside, to seek outside validation, to look good in the eyes of the public, to go look good for people who don't give two shits about them. But they're trying to impress people. They're trying to look good. They're trying to appear to be something that they're not. That they're very delusional. But narcissists fear abandonment. But they will abandon you in a heartbeat and think nothing of it. And then look around and say, well, I don't, I don't understand why you feel that way. And then they'll go back to, oh, well, and emotionally abuse you for feeling abandoned by them. Dealing with a narcissist is not easy. And it's very hard to watch your kids look at somebody who they should love and respect in a way with with contentment and resentment and hate and disgust. And this is why, you know, as time was going on, I saw that my kids, they had no respect for him at all. No respect. Because there was nothing to respect. You can't, as a man, walk around 
demanding respect like a king with the mind of a pauper. It doesn't work that way. And so those were cues and signs that I was like, okay, this is getting out of hand. This is getting worse. Let me just, you know, let me just figure this out. Not just for me, but for my kids. My kids didn't deserve this. My kids didn't deserve to be in this dysfunction, just dysfunctional, chaotic atmosphere. He would literally come home from work with an attitude. Most of the times with an attitude. He would run. He needed something to drink. He needed to go smoke. Like like to the point where he was shaking like a leaf. Because he needed something to calm his nerves. And I'm like, how you come from work and, and that you, that's the mindset you in? And so the kids is like, yeah, no. They would they would retreat like he, he they would retreat into their room. Like you ever see like roaches? You know, when when you you you're in the dark, you turn on the lights and then the roaches just scatter. Everybody in the house would scatter and retreat just to be away from him. Who could live like that? Who can function like that? And narcissists will abandon you literally with at the worst time of your life. I'm telling you. I'm I'm telling you. They will give you absolutely nothing. They will take everything from you and give you nothing and think nothing of it. And they will go out and tell lies about you and make it seem like you're the bad person or you're the crazy person or you're the person who did all these things to them because now they want to throw rocks and hide their hands and play like they're the victim. And I'm so glad that my kids were old enough it's unfortunate that my kids had to experience that, but I'm glad that they they were old enough to see and be able to speak it because all of us can't be lying. All of us can't be telling, telling you. And I've always said this, you have to experience a narcissist in order to speak this way. If you've never experienced a narcissist, you would never understand you would never know what it's like to live and deal with a narcissist. That Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High personality is also real. And they would abandon you at any second. Because this is why you learn not to depend on them. Because guess what? You can't. Because you know that they're going to abandon you in every way. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. Every which way they could abandon you, they will abandon you. And that's the sad truth. So, I say all of this to say, coming out of a toxic and unhealthy relationship, forget, excuse me, I I hate saying that word relationship because you're not in a relationship with a narcissist because it's very situational and it's transactional. It's not a relationship. It's very one-sided and it's unrequited. There's no reciprocity there. So, anytime that you are dealing with someone and you see that they abandon you at your worst times, just know, I'm not saying that that person is a narcissist, but that person is not going to be there for you. They'll come around during the good times when you have money, when things are going good or when they see that you got things going, but when things go, they'll leave you. They'll, they'll leave you and look for the next best. They're, they're probably on the hunt or they probably have the next best thing lined up. 
That's just what they do. They're codependent, but they're very fearful of abandonment. And it's a sad, sad thing that they they really abandon their children because they don't love. They don't know how to love. They don't know what love is. They don't feel love. They don't love themselves. So how can how the hell can they love you or even love their children for that matter? They don't. So pay attention to the red flags. Um, if you don't get out of that situation for yourself, do it for your children because your children deserve better. Your children deserve to live in a very in a better environment, even if it's one parent. You do what you have to do. You be the solid foundation. You be the rock for yourself and you be, it's painful. It's hard, but trust me, it can be done. And you do that for you and your children. You be the example. You set the tone. You guide and lead them and show them that, yes, we were in that space, but we are no longer there and I'm fighting to keep us out of it. And please don't go back. Don't go back to that person and don't find another person that's like that person. Do the work. Be intentional. Because narcissistic abuse is real and it's painful. And like I said, if most people cannot wrap their mind around it and people get stuck in that vicious cycle for years. Trust me, I was stuck for a very long time. But I was unaware. And once I became aware, I was out the door. And I have not looked back since. So, with that being said, wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.